Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful unto you. We thank you that your word is forever powerful. And the devil has no say because your word is anointed. In Jesus' mighty name, we are going to be blessed. Amen. Daniel chapter 2, verse number 20. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He said what? And he changed the times and the seasons. He removed kings and set up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. 22. He revealed the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him. 23. I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might. And has made known unto me now what we desired of thee. For thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. Praise the Lord. Okay, that's verse what? 23. Can we do 24? Therefore Daniel went in unto Arioch, whom the king had ordained to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus unto him, Destroy not the wise men of Babylon. Bring me in before the king, and I will show unto the king the interpretation. Praise the Lord. We are considering the wisdom of God this morning. Part one, the wisdom of God. Please take your seat. We have mentioned... Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. We have tried to um, have some form of around, around issues. And uh, I believe that in one of the services, we were discussing the different sources of wisdom. And we discussed about the wisdom that is earthly. The wisdom that is sensual, the wisdom that is devilish, and the wisdom that comes from above. According to the position of scripture, and especially for us who are Christians, the wisdom that comes from above, which is the wisdom of God, is superior to all other wisdom that exists. And uh, we now need to enter into this wisdom that comes from above. Wisdom of God. 
So, in this service, I'm going to give you just, just a simple overview of what that wisdom of God is. Now, the scripture we just read makes mention about the fact that wisdom belongs to God. If you look at the latter part of verse 20, it says that, for wisdom and might are his. So, we understand that wisdom belongs to God. Please, can you tell somebody that real wisdom from above belongs to God, not man. So, since we know wisdom belongs to God and wisdom is from God, the real wisdom we are talking about, we need to have, I'm just going to give you a broad overview of what this wisdom encapsulate for this particular session. But number one, if someone were to ask you, what is this wisdom of God? First thing that should be on your mind is that it is the word of God. The wisdom of God is what? In Ezra chapter 7 verse 25. The word of God is the wisdom of God. He said, and thou Ezra, after the wisdom of thy God, that is in thine land, set magistrate and judges, which may judge all the people that are beyond the river, all such as know the laws of thy God, and teach ye them that know them. Praise the Lord. All that know. So here we see that the Ezra was instructed to teach the people after the wisdom of God. And that they actually meant you should teach them the laws of, of God. Praise the Lord. In Deuteronomy, the Bible makes us understand that the laws that God gave unto them, he says that this shall become your wisdom unto the nations. Praise the Lord. So when we say the wisdom of God, we are talking about the word of God. Just naposu, naposu. It's an overview. Praise the Lord. Secondly, it is Jesus revealed to mankind. The wisdom of God is Jesus revealed to mankind. We spend some time in this 1 Corinthians 1.24. The Bible says that, But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. So, the wisdom of God is Jesus revealed unto mankind. Number three, it is how God presents the lessons and mysteries within history to today's man. The wisdom of God is how God himself presents the lessons and mysteries in history to today's man. So there are lessons that are supposed to be learned from Genesis to Revelation. There are mysteries there. And that's when Jesus was talking to them. And he says that these things have been hidden from men and prophet of old, but unto you is being revealed unto you. There are lessons in history. There are mysteries in history. And God's wisdom presents the lessons and the mysteries to today's man. So you and I, we are going to get the lessons. We are going to get the mysteries because we are the today's man. Are you here now? Praise the Lord. The Bible says that Abraham was for our example. So there are things God wants us to learn 
from Abraham's life. Because he called Abraham as a type of Christ in his generation. But we are blessed that we are here. Number four, the wisdom of God is the practical way God runs this world on a daily basis. The wisdom of God is the practical way God runs this world on a daily basis. So, the Bible says the worlds were framed by God's word, which is God's wisdom. And certainly, he runs this world by his wisdom. And the practical step-by-step way. Jesus got to the place where they needed to feed the crowd. The people said, how is it going to happen? And they said they should go and feed them, go to the town and buy food so that they can feed them. Jesus said, no, you have the capacity to feed them. And they were really confused because they thought that their whole year's salary would still not be able to feed the people. But the Bible says that, and Jesus himself knew what to do. You see, that's a practical way that on a daily basis, he knew what to do. On an issue and event by event, he knew what to do. It's practical. Praise the Lord. When your husband is unhappy, do you know what to do? When your wife is moody, do you know what to do? You know. So when your boss is behaving some way, that's a practical way of living your life. When I go to the office, I do this, that, that, that. That's how we run our business on this structure, on these systems, and this, this, this. When I see these indicators, I press here and press here to correct it. Practical, pragmatic way of doing things. Praise the Lord. So that is God's wisdom. And if you have that wisdom, you are going to get God's result. So I, God doesn't want us to see wisdom as some air in the spirit. Because after telling you it's the word of God, after telling you it's Christ revealed when Christ is in you, it has to trickle down to what you do here right on it. And his wisdom, for instance, is that go into the world, make disciples. And when you do that, then some things will begin to follow. Signs will follow you. This will follow you down for that's God's wisdom. If you don't apply that route, you see that you'll be chasing those things out, but they will never come into your life because the practical ways of achieving those things are the ways that God has laid as an embodiment of his wisdom. Praise the Lord. Number five, God's wisdom is how the future has been captured for the maximization of spiritual promises for earthly and eternal use. God's wisdom is how God himself has captured the future. For what? For the maximization of spiritual promises. So there are spiritual promises that are for here and now. And then there are spiritual promises that we are to manifest as we move from here and now. Or when you become born again into your future, like going into your promised land. Are you here? The wisdom of God is how these promises, how the future has been captured so that you are able to maximize whatever God has promised for your earthly use. And also for your eternal use. So in the end, you have to, I mean, what do you gain when you gain the whole world and lose your soul? All right? So the wisdom is that 
Don't lose your soul as you gain the wealth. And then the other side of the wisdom is that don't be just heavenly relevant and earthly useless. So God wants us to be useful here on earth and be useful also in heaven. Because there are promises that are only to be fulfilled here on earth. And there are some that says that it shall be fulfilled when we go to heaven. He says that in my father's house there are what many mansions. And I say that he that prevailed, you will eat the fruit. You see that there are some promises that can never be fulfilled here. They have to be fulfilled there. It takes the wisdom of God for you to tap into what it takes for you to, to maximize the ones for eternity and then the ones for earthly use. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? So this is a brief overview. And if we had, we had many weeks, we should be able to be handling this point by point, one by one. So this is an outline. So we have to take one, two, three, four, five. And that means so many months. So we are going to try. And we are going to squeeze it into a small space. All right. So in Daniel chapter 2, <laughs> verse 20, smile. Because I didn't beat you. I just, what did I do? <laughs> It says that wisdom and might are his. So, Daniel was called into a meeting where the king of Babylon had had a dream. Visions that he didn't understand. He called the magicians of the place to come and interpret. They were paid to do that. To browse in the spirit. They came and they, they couldn't get there. And Daniel went to seek the face of God together with his, with his brethren. And God revealed the dreams and the visions of the king to Daniel. That's why I'm telling you that. The wisdom of God is superior to any other existing wisdom. Because where the magicians could not reach. That is what Daniel and his brethren just reached in about a day or or two, three days in prayer facing the Lord. You can imagine when somebody is dreaming the dream you dreamt. And seeing the vision you saw. And having an interpretation. That's a very deep one. So The wisdom of God is too deep. Goes beyond the magicians. That's why I made a statement to you some weeks ago that when the child of God is walking in God's wisdom, it's above principalities and powers. Your level is so high that whereas they are trying to lock you down with devilish power, you have passed. Like the rod of Moses can swallow the rod of the Egyptians because Moses is using God's wisdom. That's what happened in the days of Daniel. That he came back and told them that, look, the king said, if you are not able to interpret, I'll kill you all. Daniel said, nobody needs to die. And even this we are talking about, don't think that I'm wise because all wisdom and might belongs to God. Praise the Lord. There's a certain level of humility that makes you to contact the wisdom of God. Anybody who thinks he's wise is not wise. That's what the Bible says. Let the wise man not think that he is wise. The, the, the real thing is that, that you know the Lord. That you what? 
Come on now. Wake up this one. That you what? That is why in verse 21, you see, we are just flowing this morning. In verse 21, it says that, and he changed the times and the seasons. He's talking about God. He removed kings. It's part of God's wisdom to change times and seasons, remove kings, and set it up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise. God gives wisdom unto the wise. And knowledge to them that know understanding. So one of the things God does is that he gives wisdom. This wisdom that is his to the wise. Now when the Bible says he giveth wisdom to the wise. When Daniel was talking about this. What was he really trying to say? What he was trying to say is that. Wisdom to the wise. Is trying to say that. God gives wisdom to the man who is on his side. The believer. The person who has a connection with Jesus Christ. And I want to take it easy. This one I want to be super slow. Because you can see that in that kingdom. There were wise men who were astrologers. Magicians. Necromancers. And those people were not on the side of God. So the wisdom that was required for the revelation and the interpretation of the dreams and the visions of the king was not revealed or given to them. So when Daniel was saying he giveth wisdom to the wise, he was not referring to everybody in the realm that needed wisdom to do something. He was making a particular reference to the fact that He and his brethren who were Jews on the side of God. God gave them wisdom because they were already having the spirit of God. So that you don't begin to think that there is some earthly wisdom that God will now begin to top up for you. It is more of who has the spirit and who is in covenant relationship with God. And you find out that those are the people when they went into prayer and God revealed unto them. So when Daniel came back and he was talking, he said that he gives wisdom to people who depend on God. Who rely on God. And the dependence on God is based on a covenant relationship. Then it was Jehovah Yahweh, the God of the Jews. In our time, we are going to go into the crust of the matter. That's why in one of the outline, the wisdom of God is Christ revealed to mankind. So that when you are in the world, there's a wisdom you operate with. And when you receive Christ, Christ becomes the wisdom of God in you. And now the spirit of God, the more you begin to yield unto God and mature in Christ, you see that wisdom is being given unto you. It's like the thing is bearing fruit inside of, are you here at all? Okay, this one I want to be like a father. Father, stand by the pulpit. God have mercy. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, so you see that when you are a child of God, God gives you wisdom. Say, I qualify for wisdom. Say, I'm a candidate for divine wisdom. Put your hand on your hand. Say, wisdom is my heritage. As a child of God. Come on now, say the wisdom of God 
is my inheritance. Praise the Lord. So this is the, the first thing you need to understand is that wisdom is not only a supernatural product, but Christ himself at work in mankind. Because you see, when you are reading the Bible, you will find out that worthy is a lamb that was slain to receive power, blah, 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 wisdom. Then you read the Bible, you find out that Solomon was giving wisdom. That's a product. He was giving wisdom. It was not, Solomon was not giving God. He already had God. He prayed and he was giving wisdom. But that is not where you start your work of wisdom from. The work of wisdom does not start from where wisdom is a product. It starts from where wisdom is a personality. The work of power does not start where the anointing is some demonstration of the gift of the spirit or blah, blah. It starts from where Christ himself is your anointing. The Holy Spirit is the power of God in us. The same. And we look at scriptures where you understand that wisdom is not just a product because once you begin to conceptualize wisdom just as a product, you miss something about it. But God doesn't want us to see wisdom just as a product we receive from him. But as a person. And that person is the person of Christ. Look at what the Bible said. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, we learn that in... um, First Corinthians, right? Chapter 1, verse 24. Let's do verse 22 into 24. He said, for the Jews require a sign. He's showing us two categories of people in the church. And the Greeks seek afterward wisdom. So there are people in church, they need signs. Some also seek forward wisdom. Are you here? Now, but all these ones have not encountered Christ yet. Then in the next, it says that, but we preach Christ crucified. So it's just giving us a contrast. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks, foolishness. So here, what the Bible is actually saying is that you realize that the Jews when they don't know the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, they require signs, wonders, miracles. So such people, when you are preaching Christ to them, Christ becomes a stumbling block unto them. The preaching of the word of God that puts the crucifixion or the redemption of Christ at the center of church, it becomes... A stumbling block unto them. It's like, we are looking for miracles. What is this? Turn to. Turn to. Turn to Mark. Turn to John. Turn to this. Turn to this. It becomes a stumbling block unto them to enter into the promises of God. 
And that's why some people leave the church. It's just a sign of the level of wisdom you are operating with. Then those who feel they are naturally wise, when you are preaching Christ and him crucified to them, the Bible says that it looks like foolishness unto them. Because they don't understand why they are not in Christ. Christians are praying for money, but they are not in Christ and they already have the money. Christians are praying for houses in Trasaco. They don't have Christ, but they they have plenty there. So when you are preaching that when you come into Christ, he blesses you. He'll give you a good shelter. It's foolishness to them. Because they already have it. Just for God to take them to the roundabout and they don't have a navigator. They don't know whether they are going east, west, north or south. And you know, you realize that on their deathbed, they are looking for what they thought is foolishness. It's a mystery. So in that verse 23, it shows us that when the wisdom or the preaching of the crucifixion of Christ drops into anybody's life, people give different reactions. Some it becomes a stumbling block and others it becomes foolishness. So don't be worried when somebody wants to go into an argument with you. If God knew all, blah, 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 man, you got to have the wisdom of God to understand these things. 24 says that, but unto them which are called, say I'm called. Who are the people who are called? They are the people who are born again. So Jesus is a Jew. He comes from there, but the Jews, he said, Bible says he came to his own, but his own received him not. So they are not, they, they, they did not receive him. So they were not the called of God. Same with the Greek, the Gentiles. But they that are called, they that are called, look at the scripture, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Is there any ambiguity there? So the same Jews who are looking for signs whom the preaching of the crucifixion of Christ is a stumbling block. For them that are called, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Say Christ is the wisdom of God. Charlie, the church knows Christ to be the power of God too much. Hey. Well, I'm about to do business, you know. It's like Christ, Jinan Chaim, hear me business. He said, we have been taught the power more than the wisdom. If you know the power more than the wisdom, you will blow yourself up. Yeah, like this one. <laughs> hey. Are we enjoying the service? Say Christ is the wisdom of God. That is it. Christ is the power of God. That's why anything we are dealing with in the spirit, be principalities, powers, the authoritative seal is in the name of Jesus. When you say in the name of Jesus, this is supposed to be the pictorial view. All that is the power of God is unleashed at the mention of the name of Jesus. To crush whatever it is and settle the matter. 
The same way when he said, in the name of Jesus, I have received Christ. Every wisdom in God is also deposited into your spirit, man. That's why the new creature is not a foolish person. And must not manifest foolishness. Because Christ in you is the wisdom of God. And that is why you have hope for glory. Praise the Lord. Tell somebody, Christ is my wisdom. Who is your wisdom of God? <laughs> so Christ is the wisdom. And that's why I'm saying that. Wisdom is not just a supernatural product. But it is Christ at work in the believer. Christ working in you is your wisdom. It's the wisdom of God. When you say, I need the wisdom of God. I need the wisdom of God. We already have the wisdom of God if we are born again. Praise the Lord. I think I need to pop up now. The wisdom of God too powerful. So here, you see that Christ in at work in you is the wisdom of God. Now, in Proverbs 21 verse 30, we'll come back to the scripture again. Proverbs 21 verse 30 says that there is no wisdom, no understanding, no counsel against the Lord. So what the Bible is trying to say is that whatever bypasses Christ cannot be categorized as wisdom. No wisdom, no understanding, no counsel against the Lord. If it must be wisdom, it must be in the Lord. If it is proper understanding and counsel, it cannot be against the Lord and be defined as such. It has to be in the Lord. So when Christ is in you, that is wisdom at work. That's understanding at work. That's counsel at work. He's the wonderful counselor. Praise the Lord. Christ is our peace. He doesn't just give peace. He is the peace. When he's in you, then you have the peace. He's the wisdom. When he's in you, then you have the wisdom. Say, I have the wisdom of God. Why is this preaching very important? This preaching is very important because if you don't understand that Christ in you is the wisdom of God, you don't live it. You don't leave it. And it doesn't become your experience. So when I'm in a country, I already know that Christ in me is the wisdom of God. The answer is there. So the consciousness of Christ, when you are Christocentric, it just, it just makes the power and the wisdom of God just, it comes like a flashing light. Wow. Let light appear. <laughs> you see that it's appearing. In your ministry to be appearing. Oh, we are going to exhibit the wisdom of God in, in this community in such a way that they will know that Christ's children are here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, why is this teaching important? Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 6 to 8. How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world. So you understand that there is a wisdom of this world, wisdom among them that are perfect, nor of the princes of this world that come to know. So there's a wisdom of this world, there's wisdom of the princes of this world. The elders in your family, they have some wisdom. They are the princes of the, they are your boss. They have wisdom. But that's not the kind of wisdom we are talking about. Verse 7, look at that. 
He says that, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in what? In a mystery. That is why when you are talking the wisdom of God, when you are a believer and you are really speaking the mind of God, people don't understand you. The elders don't understand why you are of age and no man has come and they are giving you pressure and you you are not ready to let any man just have a child with you. It's a mystery to them. Because in their own level of wisdom, that is a very simple thing to do, but they don't know that the love of God constrains you. And they don't know that it is useful to stay for Christ than to follow the wisdom of the princes and the wisdom of this world. To just be having children because you are of age. Hey. So if you look at that scripture there, very beautiful scripture. <laughs> I'm feeling it. He said, but we speak the wisdom of God. From today you'll be speaking the wisdom of God in mystery. You don't need to let people don't need to understand you all the time. When you are talking about your faith, because it's a mystery to them. And mostly when something is mysterious to people, they fight it. They even redefine what it is. That's why they said Jesus was operating with a demon. It was a mystery to them. Are you here? And people will not even understand why you are not doing that and you are still happy. Because by their own wisdom, they they will lose their sleep. But you are fine. It's a mystery. So we speak the wisdom of God, what? In a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. The hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Are you here? What is this wisdom that was hidden wisdom that God preordained unto our glory? What is the Bible? What is it? Next verse. Which none of the princes of this world knew is telling us that wisdom. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So, the hidden wisdom he's talking about is Jesus himself revealed in mankind. And and wisdom was walking and they thought wisdom was some product somewhere. And because it was a mystery unto them, they crucified him not knowing that that would make him fruitful. That would bring all of us into the equation. Is God talking to somebody here? Christ is the wisdom of God. And the purpose of this wisdom of God is in verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the wisdom of God. Which God ordained before the world unto our glory. So when Christ is revealed as God's wisdom unto you. The end product. The purpose of that revelation. Is the manifestation of glory. Which was preordained unto our glory. He's the hope of glory. When Christ is revealed, I'm just showing you the, the, the fundamental revelation of the wisdom of God is Christ in mankind. And when he's revealed to you as the wisdom of God, glory must come out of your life. 
Are you here at all? When Christ can be revealed to you as the power of God is not bringing glory. When it's revealed to you as the wisdom of God. Christ can be revealed to you as a savior. Can be revealed to you as whatever. Are you here at all? But when Christ is revealed to you as God's wisdom, you have entered the road for glory. That's why you are governing your business decisions based on what pleases the Lord. Because Christ is revealed to you as the glory of God. That's why you cannot enter trouble that the glory cannot solve. Because Christ has been revealed to you as the glory of God. Come on now. Say, from today, I receive the revelation of Christ as the glory of God in my life. Come on now. Say, Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God in my life for glory. I see glory coming out of your life. Your life will manifest the glory of God. The glory of Christ shall become your glory. In ministry, receive the glory of Christ. In, in your marriage, in your career, in your business, your finance, receive the glory of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, may you receive an impartation of the wisdom of God. Say, Christ is my wisdom. One more time, one more time. Say, Christ is my wisdom. What does it mean? When people are asking you, so what are you doing with your life? The beginning of the glory you are looking for in this life starts with Christ. It starts with what? That's why anybody around you who is living a life that is I don't know the, the one word, not glorious. The, the best thing you can do for that person is introduce Christ as the wisdom of God to govern the life of that person. That person will move from wherever there is no glory into glory. So anybody who introduces you to Christ as your wisdom to live based on the principles of Christ, that person is introducing you to glory in every area of your life. You see that his glory will fill your life the same way the waters cover the face of the earth. Praise the Lord. Jesus is our wisdom. That's why when somebody wants to curse you, your wisdom is to say, in the name of Jesus, it will not. That's your wisdom. It's not to run to the fetish. Your wisdom is Jesus. Hey. Your wisdom is Jesus. What, what's this about this? What's this about this? Somebody will be complaining like that. All the ladies have dated. We did this thing. When Christ is your wisdom. It's not a matter of we did this thing. And why are you trying to be strange? It's not strangeness. It's Christ being my wisdom. And when you're a boss. And a, and a, a lady there wants to. You know. Wants to entice you with. Nice breast. In an open cleavage. With a cross, a crucifix in there. The person will be expecting you to charge. He's pump it up. Shove it and then put some cream be there. It has been anointed. 
for foolishness and foolishemia to spring up in you, but it comes and you are unmoved with tongues. Kola shelema hakata zibaradaga. You see men like trees. He said, come get it, you are not getting it. You'll be wondering, is the Bluetooth not connecting? He doesn't know that Christ is your wisdom because he has already told you that don't touch some things. Come out from amongst you. You don't operate like this. Why? Because Christ is your wisdom. That's why the same prostitute minded employee will now go out there and say, Charlie Papa, dear, or you're different. You just be marketing you to people who will be insulting you that, hey, yeah, you're going to be a good person. And you're Papa, we're going to meet him in such a gym. Amano. Christ is your wisdom. Christ is your wisdom. You are a gynecologist. If the matter doesn't warrant the lady bringing out her panty for examination inside that place. It's the wisdom of God. Would you Obabia because you are a gynecologist? Even if it's a headache, you want to examine there. What is the problem with you? Where is your wisdom? If she is beautiful and attractive to you, then the problem must be there. You want to buy all means. Hey, what a guy in Naumbre, who shall you my umbre? Who celebrity be bow up? Okay, now, which I shall who will tell you soon that way. Guy if it doesn't warrant going there for the kill, don't go there. Because if you go there when it doesn't warrant it, some things can jump on you. Yeah. Just defile people. Make people feel abused. It's not wisdom. That's why you see that you are you are a very good gynecologist, but there is no glory on you. Something will be bent of your life because you are not operating with the revelation that Christ is the wisdom of God in me. So what I don't need to see, I must not see. What I don't need to touch, I must not touch. And different times require different way of operating. Christ guiding your way. Praise the Lord. That's the wisdom of God. And if you walk in this wisdom, your life will be glorious. He said that there is a glory that has been ordained before we came here. 
that glory can never show up in your life until Christ gets revealed to you as the wisdom of God. Too powerful. Too powerful. Too powerful. In your singing, it's Christ. In your ushering, it's Christ. Christ is my wisdom. That's why somebody comes with an attitude. Because Christ is the wisdom of God revealed to me. I don't meet them with the same attitude or even a more negative attitude. Because I am here representing the wisdom of God at work inside of me. Is it clear? Are you sure it's clear? We are going into a certain dimension of the manifestation of the glory of God. That will look so simple and yet a mystery. That's why he said we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. People, it will be mysterious to people why you are a Christian and you want to remain like a proper Christian and you have the things they have been chasing for everywhere on a platter of silver. You don't prostitute and yet you are getting the house in Trasaco. From the hard work driven by Christ's principles, it will be beating their mind. It's a mystery. You don't need to enter the gutter to get things in this life. Just follow Christ revealed in you as God's wisdom. Christ is my wisdom. One day, an elder in my family asked me, he said, the family, every man reaches this point, something terrible happens to him. People are broken. What is your secret? I said, Christ. I saw Christ. I began to operate differently. My, my, my father was drinking alcohol like fishing water. In Christ, and I realized that drunkenness, Galatians chapter 5, is not part of my way. Christ, when Christ become became the wisdom of God in my life. My father sent me to go and buy alcohol. I will go because I want to honor my father, but I never tasted it. It's not every child who buys alcohol who must drink it. And sometimes my father will tell me, test it and let's see if it is water or alcohol. At that time, I was young, I used to tell my my father that even when I'm bringing the alcohol, I make it go so much ahead of me because when the smell passes on me, I want to collapse. So since he didn't want me to collapse, he dropped his testing machinery. But I was not collapsing at the smell of alcohol. It is what I told him to get me to Christ because I read that these are the works of the flesh. Drunkenness is right there. And people who practice this cannot enter. They cannot what? They cannot enter. So, you see that some people in the family follow that same direction. I didn't follow not because I didn't have the tendencies and the capacity. 
I didn't follow because something else was driving my wisdom. And that was Christ. It's nothing about character. We are not talking about character. We are talking about Christ in you. Revealed to you as a wisdom of God. Because if, you see, when Christ is not revealed to you as a wisdom of God, you will be, the Bible will ask you to live a certain way of life and you feel like it's deprivation from joy. Deprivation from pleasure. But when Christ is revealed to you as the wisdom of God, that is at that point that the apostles, the disciples will come to a place of tribulation, adversity, and Bible says that, and they are, they were happy. They were happy to be associated with the shame of Christ. It's like, it, this is the real deal. It's not like, you shouldn't be happy that you are associated with the sorrows of Christ. But it's like, when we say we are going on missions in Kokrontumi, and you have to abandon your vacation to Dubai. It's like you feel like when your pictures were Dubai and Chichambamba to Instagram and it's like you have been deprived of some pleasure. But the Kokrontumi mosquito, no, is making you look like Paul in Malta beaten by a snake. And you are a missionary. It's the wisdom of God. It's like nothing missing. Nothing lost. It's even a joy that people are gossiping about you. Because when Christ is revealed as your wisdom, you, you know that this thing is not punishment. This is pleasure. Is what? The, the pleasure of the one who has seen Christ as a revelation of his wisdom is differently defined from that of the person who is in the world. The one who is in the world, he just satisfies the tickling of the flesh. Yours is for an eternal satisfaction. That's why you win a soul. You see, when you are going out for soul, it's so tiring in your head. But when you win it, there's a fulfillment because Christ is your wisdom. Praise the Lord. When you, you're able to help someone go through something, pay school fees. Instead of sleeping with uh, somebody for the school fees, you are happy that you just snatch a soul from hell. And you, it, it has nothing to do with the quantum of money that you parted. It is the wisdom of God that I'm able to sow a seed into the kingdom business. I get so happy, but the unbeliever will say, because their pleasure is built on what is seen, what is touched, what is consumed. Yours is built on eternal satisfaction because Christ has been revealed to you as the wisdom of God. And you know that doing that kind of a covenant practice is putting you in the channel for the manifestation of glory. That's why unbelievers will never understand the sacrifices of believers. Because they don't know that this is what we do for glory. When Christ is our wisdom. Their way is different from our way. When Christ is your wisdom. Hey. Is it working? 
Are you sure it's working? Yeah. An unbeliever doesn't understand why a Christian brother is having a discussion with a wife and allows the wife to say her mind. Wherever. An unbeliever doesn't understand that. An unbeliever feels like you're real, and they will even tell you from your family. Bema. Bema, you anything? And no bounce on any cousins or bounce one children again. No bad, you that's the wisdom of the world. That's the wisdom of princes. But when Christ is revealed to you as the wisdom of God, there is neither male nor female. You see that? The same Holy Ghost in you, that gives you wisdom. Is the same Holy Ghost in the woman. That gives her wisdom. The, with Christ, there is no sex. He just put leadership. Are you here? It's God talking to somebody. That's why the wisdom of God, when Christ is revealed as your wisdom of God, you don't abuse a woman and you don't abuse anybody. Because it's not... That's, Peter slash an ear. Jesus said, oh, Pete, Pete, Pete. It's okay. It's okay. The weapon there, you need it, but don't be chopping ears. Don't be... And look at Jesus' wisdom. If I needed this to be done, angels are already on ground, ready to move on my behalf. You see that the level of wisdom Jesus was operating with, and that and the way that's what I'm saying is the practical way God runs this world on a daily basis. To, totally different. Jesus also says that. Just be calm. Bless them. And that is more than sutra. Hey. Sister. Waiting upon the Lord to marry. Is Christ revealed as your wisdom. Are you here? Waiting upon the Lord to deliver that child. That you have been waiting for. Without going to Juju House. Without doing this. Without, without doing things that are, you know. It's the, it's the wisdom of God. You know, it's the wisdom of God. It's always shrouded in a mystery. For the glory. It's when the glory comes. It's beautiful. It's what? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Everyone wants you to marry that rich man's son. He doesn't know Christ. He doesn't believe in your Christ. But because your family feels that their livelihood will be bettered. You want to follow. That's our wisdom. You, you know that those of us in Christ, we don't marry first of all because of love. We marry first of all because of purpose. So what is God saying about the matter? When you know what God is saying about the matter, you see that the love will be over the moon. 
Hey. Adam, Eve is sent to the garden. And he sees Adam and Adam sees him. But the instruction for marriage is that, that I'll give you a help meet. He didn't say I'll give you a lover. Help meet. Then when Eve came, he said your desire shall be the man. He said the purpose was on ground first. Go and help this man. Man, help this woman on ground. Divine purpose. Handle the garden. After that, you see, we chopping love in the you understand when purpose meet, love is easy to communicate. Now, when somebody is in the nightclub and you two you are in the church, Charlie. When you are kissing a boy, you don't know whether a python is entering your mouth. Christ is our wisdom. And it's more than enough. Hey! Christ is what? Our wisdom. When Christ is your wisdom, anybody comes around you, he told Solomon, he said, happy are your people. Happy are your men. <laughs> Happy. Anybody that has Christ as their wisdom, when you go around them, you see liberty is there. You see, you see integrity, dignity. You see an aura of grace, peace. You, if you are not there, you see that the wisdom of God is a mystery. We are all in an economy where people should be stressed and shaking and dying. But because Christ is your wisdom and you know that Christ is more than enough. Christ is more than enough. Hey! It's too much. <laughs> when Christ, who is the wisdom of God, who is a mystery, is in you, no problem can be complex because he himself is a mystery. You see, Christ is like a very complex calculator eh? with all the high functions trying to solve some, some problem that the normal Macola calculator cannot solve. Christ, the calculator, Christ is not like the accountant calculator. It's the proper scientific Mathematician's calculator. Yeah, DX, DY. Yeah, you can differentiate and integrate. Straight. It's all this Makola. You're just calculating money here and then putting apples and onions together. No, 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 no. It's a deep mystery in you. So any mystery of life, when it enters, it's like any water enters the sea. The sea will swallow it. Are you here at all? The sea is not afraid of the river. Or the pond. Or the rain. It's there to contain it. Say, Father, I thank you. That Christ, you are my wisdom. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Medina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360.
Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service, 9.30 a.m. for the second service, and 11.30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service. And on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor 